Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers and listeners all, welcome to the first episode of Occupied with Stardust and Dragons, where we discuss the lore, character developments, the story thus far, and occasionally have the cast on to talk about themselves and their characters. So, we're just kind of, it's a talk show, we're going to be discussing everything. Um, The first thing that happens in the first episode is the introduction of the cast and their characters, so I'm going to just do that really quick. Uh, Brandon Hatcher is our host and our DM for the show. Christian Hatcher is playing Brendan Dinehart, a halfling artificer. Raina McGuire is playing Constant, a dwarven wizard. Dan Wood is playing Flip O'Donnell, a dwarven gunslinger. And Max Morin is playing Prince Lyrex, the Leonin Paladin. So, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, we meet... Prince Lyrax of the Golden Manes in kind of a uh, flashback dream sequence. Um, yeah, it yeah. Is, it's really intense yeah. really quickly. I was not expecting um, that scene to happen. That happened. I was like, ooh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, this comes out a week after. We can't talk about what actually happened. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> yes, I knew that. That's the point of this. Welcome to the point of the episode. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, if you don't listen to our regular podcast, plug, shameless plug, yeah. um, this is us. We are kind of like controlled chaos. It's a lot of fun, and we bag up oh. constantly. Okay, never mind. It's just that chaos. chaos. <laughs> just chaos. <laughs> Last time I checked, there's nothing controlled about what we do. Um, <laughs> but I bet Dustin was like super interesting. Yeah, I, so I had to listen to it again. I was like, I was like, and that's a little. That's a child dead, and then a guy dead. <laughs> Everyone's burning alive. Yeah. So this is the the uh, the day of flame. Um, it's all total destruction uh, on Prince Lyrax's home planet, um, Achilles. And the the death scene that Pup Noeve is talking about is there's a uh, commander Goliath, Commander Brickham, and he basically just says, you know, your world leaders have aligned themselves with Aurora Industries. You were and you're now rebels yeah. and enemies of the state, and just stab drives his sword into the father, um, killing him. And even his troops were like, "Hey, what?" And yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of. That was a yeah, that was a nice little nuance when the when the troops kind of like held on, like, "What is yeah?" <laughs> and that's that's when uh, Brickham just says, "You know, these we have our orders." These people are enemies of the state. Nothing here lives through the night. And that's that just bomb. <laughs> my my god. <Yeah. laughs> that was insane. You do get to meet uh Lyrix's mentor also, uh Animos Honor Main. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's just I think it's gonna come back to that. I don't think he died. I don't know. But I no, think I, it's, so. I, I think it's gonna you that's gonna be a recurring character, hopefully throughout. Yeah. So, and uh, I really enjoy um, that they are using the Leonin um, race, mm-hmm. so like the sorry, the Leonin species, um, as a uh, as a any playable species in this game. Like they play a big part because you are one of the main characters of the Leonin, and since they're only they're usually only published in like the Magic the Gathering versus of the Coast, like they were only published in that Magic the Gathering. Um, setting, it was very surprising, and I liked it. I'm like, X, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, shortly after this dream sequence, obviously uh, Prince Lyrax wakes up, and he's in this dingy apartment 
He's, you know, sweating from his night terror. Apparently this is an ongoing uh, dream. He has this dream every single night since the day he left Achilles. Um, and he's just a bartender. <laughs> yes. I am getting kicked out of his apartment, apparently. Yeah, facing a bunch of eviction notices. And uh, it was a funny uh, joke that they talked about. He was like, so so how many days do I have till the, the next, you know, uh, to the actual eviction? And uh, uh, Brandon was just like, yeah, on the door, there's a letter that just says imminent. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me it gave me really big like cyberpunk. 20, uh, mm-hmm. 2077 vibes because when you start the game that's how the game begins not with the dream sequence but you wake up to a bunch of eviction and like this oh that's funny in a futuristic like uh, setting yeah is what it kind of felt like so I was like hey really you know what I thought about was like a comparison to like the Firefly mm-hmm. Ooh, that maybe is. that's also because like I recently watched it but it was they drew me in and the start yeah. of it all really honestly I was cooking when I was listening to it and I almost dropped everything and I was like <laughs> whoa this man's evil yeah, yeah it, it, with that I, I gotta give it to him with that intro with the dream sequence and all the action it really does draw you in really good well I'm Im- impressed with that that was nice I liked it and then it after yeah three you said you had a question Oh no, I said I have a crush on that Goliath's voice. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. I was like, the, when, I, when I heard it, I was like, ooh, I like this voice. I like the, <laughs> the way it sounds. Fair enough. But after after you figure out Lyrex is a bartender, it quickly switches to yep. a two short men and a rusty, beat up starship. That is apparently. Yeah, that is apparently like an old woman's 70s Volkswagen with hippie stickers. Yeah, <laughs> that is. And so inside, specific. they they yeah. kept trying to say like shag carpet. Yeah, they couldn't think of the word, <laughs> and it hurt. It hurt me deep in my soul. And it, you you meet uh, the two short men, Flip and Brendan, uh, and they are you know from the beginning you learn that Brendan's the artificer, Flip's the the, the gunner of the ship actually, gunslinger, <laughs> and they are bounty hunters. And they are after what they said was the one that got away. Yeah, big bad. And the way <laughs> the way I took it was it's the one that always gets away. So it seems like I mean they're in uncharted or in an uncharted system uh, chasing Big Ben, and they get into a dogfight uh, and just start getting hit. And I mean it was like ten damage, ten damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just alarms blaring. It was very intense, and I love the 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 sound effects that they kept using. Um, yeah, and you can tell, you know, uh, Brendan uh, Christian's character. He uh, he describes him as as really old, and uh, it just I I don't know. It gives me like a almost a Han Solo kind of feel to it when he's like, yeah, yeah. When he's talking to the alarm system, he's like, I hear you, but you know, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah, you definitely get it. Um, He's the pilot, and that's his ship, and he knows what's going on. Period. Yeah, uh, you definitely got the the whole competent pilot vibe from it, mm-hmm. even though they're flying a rust bucket. Yes. Yeah. Which is very yeah. um. What is uh, it, uh? What is it called? The, the Winnebago in Spaceballs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of the whole thing. And that's what I was thinking <laughs> of the whole time. The Winnebago from from uh, Spaceballs. I just thought that 
and they're going, oh, this looks like this. I'm like, no, it's the Winnebago from Spaceballs. <laughs> I, I would love it if they make a raspberry reference. Just. <laughs> <laughs> so. All of you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, through the dogfight, obviously, we said that, you know, he takes a bunch of damage or the ship takes a bunch of damage. Um, well, and there. That, that was the thing. It wasn't Big Ben firing at them. It was a strange black ship that came out of nowhere. Yeah. And that, I think, is going to be a thing. Yeah, I think, Shouter. I mean, you know, probably another yeah. bounty hunter, maybe. Or, I guess, may at most an ally of Big Ben. But it wasn't really said. Because the no. ship, you know, the ship took on its damage and just started careening through space. Um, they were forced to uh, abandon the chase. And they hit the big red button that you're not supposed to hit until you need to hit the big red button. That was how it was yeah. described in the episode. <laughs> Uh, and they jump into light speed, uh, and they crash land, uh, on a planet called Dalmar. And then it kind of cuts through to, uh, Constant. Yeah. You meet the two short ones, and, or the two short men, and it, they go pretty quickly. They yes, pretty quickly through theirs. I do, I did enjoy the description of each of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of the dapper, the other one's kind of a mess. Yeah. Very much odd couple vibes. <laughs> Yeah, tricky. Okay with you know, one of them's a one of them's a really really old halfling. The other one's a really really old hildor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They should have named them Oscar and I can't remember the other one's name. <laughs> <laughs> but it does flip over to constant. So they go to Aurora Labs on Dalmar, and she's stealing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I don't stealing. She's taking what's hers. That's true. Taking what she's already done. Yeah. The non-disclosure agreement decide. <laughs> taking the, the technology. But it's just mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And she's not comfortable with it either. No. At all. Like, I have to. I have to give Rada props. She really did play that uncomfortable. Like, quit talking to me because right. the, the the one guy comes and starts talking to her and it's Otto McEwen or whatever his name was mm -hmm. and he she's just like not comfortable at all no and you could feel it it was the most awkward yeah. conversation and I absolutely loved it it is so awkward yeah <laughs> they I mean they do some great role play in this yes they really do they and they really show showcase their characters personalities very well and I really like it. And I'm like, ah, dude, I can relate. Yeah. Uh, I so this one, right? <laughs> so, so constant, uh, does take the, uh, the proprietary, uh, I think it was like a thumb drive or something. Um, and pockets that and escapes from the, the lab. And then did, heads. Did you like the, the book that blips in and out of existence as she's stuffing notes again? <laughs> I, I really thought that was such a small, like, mentioned i was like i love that yeah they just pass That's over awesome. it really quick but i yeah. i want to stat that item uh yes and just for sure. you know, just for fun <laughs> um but yeah, she has to go through a whole like unfamiliar part of the labs and has to talk to somebody she doesn't even know and yeah in an unauthorized an unauthorized personnel area that she's not allowed to be in <laughs> seeing experiments which they didn't go into which I'm yeah. very curious what kind of experiments they were doing. Yeah. 
I am too. Well, and especially since like that's kind of a, a callback to the the flashback in Lyrex's uh, dream is you know this Goliath was saying that they aligned themselves with Aurora Industries and she's in mm -hmm. an Aurora lab. So like, why is that such a bad thing? <laughs> what are the yeah. experiments? Exactly. And, and it focused on she said she was leaving all of her friends behind and taking only her research. Yeah. She made a point to say. She took only her research. <laughs> yeah. So she, in her mind, she's not stealing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. She's taking what's her. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and she ends up at the bodega, which I love the bodega. With my favorite character <laughs> in the whole, like, I I listened to that one part with the cobalt. Well, mm -hmm. the, next part, the next part was actually went back to the two short men shipwreck. True. In, in timeline the way it worked and it, it was about uh, some of the the bad things that happened to the ship try to fix it yeah there was there was the shield was going bad it wasn't recharging the way it was supposed to apparently you know we uh, they were looking at the life support um, and there was one more thing that that was messed up uh, the rings the the three rings that were around it yeah they said that those were damaged also and they described it as a magic school bus you know the magic school bus yeah no it's the winnebago <laughs> the shield generator uh and then they had to go then they were talking about um brendan's cousin lucky was over in mord yeah which is the name of the town yeah they get through they get through customs uh by weaseling a a senior discount uh <laughs> for the for the docking of of their ship, and then uh, they end up you know they try to find a mechanic, and it just so happens to be the cousin Lucky. Yeah, another Dinehart. Yes, uh, and he tries to figure out how to get lots of money to have their fixed ship. Yeah, something which, like fourteen hundred credits, uh, which they had a whopping hundred and ten. Ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they had to talk their way into the spaceport. Yeah. <laughs> Which and, I gotta admit, I really liked. I enjoyed that part too. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, you know, Lucky was like, "Well, I mean, how do you like gambling?" And that brings them. It's kind of a, a good transition to get to. Uh, I forget the the tavern's name. Um, but they they go to a tavern where they can get drinks and they can uh, gamble and hopefully make more money. They don't. Uh, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> then. It goes the constant. Constant in the bodega. In, in the alley. In the bodega. Yeah. With Miss Miss me. I loved her. She's so sweet. <laughs> she is. Yes. And that voice was so perfect. They really was. Ball. And I just for like, I I didn't I missed that detail when I, when I first listened. Like I listened to that scene a couple of times because I I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And I missed it for the cold ball the first run. I was like, she's a cold ball. <laughs> In a pink outfit with glasses and just <laughs> yeah, I will say I personally I really like just like the choice of audio and background noises and just in general right. just the audio that they picked for just about everything in the whole first episode. Yeah, everything from the voice to the characters' voices and even the, the just the background. It, it's just it's all so fitting. Yeah, it definitely sets the scene for sure. 
Um, and so Constant talks to Miss Mapo, um, and through a series of, of awkward conversations with with Constant um, and a bunch inside of check. inside checks, yeah, uh, <laughs> she figures out that hey, Constant needs to get out of Dodge, um, and the city's name uh, that I can't remember, Mord, Mord, yeah. Um, so she needs to get out of Mord because of what happened at the labs and she doesn't really she, want to tell Miss Mapo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's trying to get off planet. She yeah. wants a way to count on Miss Mapo though. No, you can always Exactly. And so uh, Miss Mapo gives uh, Constant a whopping 500 credits and instructs her to go find Lucky and find a ship and get out. Yeah. Not before Constant that gives some very sage advice. Maybe you should drink less. <laughs> yeah. That was. It crazy. grabs one bottle, maybe like <laughs> like like this much less. Yeah. <laughs> but it just takes the edge off. <laughs> like mind your business, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then and then we roll back to uh, the tavern, and that's we are able to finally get. At least uh, Brendan and Flip and Lyrex together because they want to order drinks. And yeah. at first, they, you know, uh, Flip orders water and is insistent on ordering water because he thinks he's paying. Um, and Lucky's like, no, I, I've got it. We're, we're paying. And he's like, oh, in that case, give me the house special. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Lyrex talks about an old fashioned with double cherries. Um, and goes off and, and makes those drinks. And somewhere along the way, Constant rolls in and meets them. Because she's like looking Florida. specifically for Lucky. For Lucky. Well, she, but she runs into her coworker first. Usually, so yeah. like that. You get to meet the like the bouncer, you get to meet his boss. Oh, and Mimi. Fellow servers. Yeah, Mimi. Yeah. I'm going to meet the half elf server. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, all great character choices, all yep. great attitudes, and and RP by uh, by Brandon just doing doing the NPCs right, doing them justice. I really enjoyed it. The whole and Lyrex is just fed up with everybody. Yeah, it's just the the size that you were getting yeah. from Lyrex. <laughs> He was just fed up with everybody. Yeah. And it goes to even to where when Flip orders water, he's like, great. These, these, they're not going to tip either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, th through some of that, there was a exchange of money. And I think it was Flip that goes to, to gamble. Yeah. And, uh, doesn't win. Goes from fifty-five credits to thirty. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so now they have less money. Uh, yeah. But you know, after meeting uh, uh, all these NPCs and constant pushing past her, uh, her coworker and dodging some questions, she goes and talks to uh, Brendan first, and is like, um. Lucky, <laughs> and <laughs> and Brendan's like, oh hey, Lucky, she's looking for you. <laughs> um, and uh, so Brendan um and Lucky talk to Constant, 
and by weird um like conversation they uh they talk uh about getting their ship and brennan's like oh yeah yeah the ship um how much money do you have (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she's like that's a brute like they did not get along at all no (laughs) not right away (laughs) <laughs> I love that he's like it'll be fourteen hundred credits. She's like just to get off world. Yeah, like how much <laughs> is one ticket? <laughs> and then he lets slip that the ship's broken. She's like the ship's broken. Yeah. <laughs> and lucky is you know luck, luckily lucky is there to talk about that he can fix the ship. He just yeah. need, needs the credits. Yep. So, and uh, we did kind of brush over the her and her coworker, which got to be a little intense for her. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good to bring in a little bit of intensity, a little bit of um, maybe foreshadowing as to who could be a, a possible obstruction for her in the future. Yeah. And his name was William Rash. And uh, so they kind of talked down the price a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where they ended up at. It was like 400 or 300. I think it was, I think it was 400. I think, yeah, I think it was 400. And then they kind of go off yeah to luckies um and that's pretty much the last we hear from them for this episode yeah and then lyrax yeah that is lyrax yeah this is him his boss sends him to go get um some stardust Mm -hmm. from the scandal dealer that's right from the dispensary Yeah, and so uh, for the listeners, uh, Stardust is introduced in Mord by uh, actually Breaded and Flip when they uh, fly over to the the city. There's they fly over the Stardust mine, and you can see security towers and guards, um, all kinds of stuff. And so you get this this sense that Stardust is is really important. Um, and we find out that Stardust is kind of that magic powder yeah. which sounds a little bit like an illicit drug and is sold as such a little <laughs> bit in this yep. episode <laughs> yep that's <laughs> um, what makes magic go it, it makes a lot of things go apparently yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah they uh, Lyrax uh, is in an alley gets some stardust and I think some information as well um, yeah, very yeah. uncomfortable conversation about the his sister, state of Achilles mm-hmm. yep. and his sister um, pretty much being dead. Yeah. Oh, and speaking and, of dead, uh, just to go real quick back to Lucky and, and Brendan, they, the Dinehards, yeah. the Dinehards have like a system of, of figuring out who's still around. And Lucky was like, oh, haven't you heard of those? Like, this person's dead. This person's dead. It was like five or six people that just died <laughs> yeah. in the last two months. Uh, yeah, and I think that's going to be a little side quest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that was disturbing to Brendan. He was like, wait a minute. You, what? Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to ask questions, and, they were, and he was like, oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, no. <laughs> so that, I think that that sets the tone for, for the galaxy, really, the, the Haley galaxy, that... It's not guaranteed that you can survive. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. There's there's gonna be a lot of death here. Yeah, uh, which sets the tone for the um, what's gonna happen in the story because I I really feel like that would that might be something where I see with the characters. That's me. 
because everyone's like and they it, keep talking about that i think it was brandon's way of of waving a little flag and saying hey cast members uh be ready in case yeah <laughs> nobody is nobody, nobody is safe <laughs> which i personally really love because you know i will kill everyone in my campaign yeah we're all a little uh yeah. happy with our dming <laughs> so I feel I, I I heard it all and I'm like ooh I like this already yeah I don't kill my players I torture them there's a difference that's, that's true yeah you yeah. traumatize yeah. everyone fair I usually end up murdering myself most of the time so it's perfectly yeah, you take the fun it, out of it it, it makes it, it easier for the rest of us it does <laughs> hey who's this demon I want to deal dead Okay. A deal. <laughs> I want five deals. Now, I don't want to brush over the whole Lyrax with uh, no, for sure. His sister dying because that was a major. You could feel it. Oh yeah. Because I I don't think that was expected. I think it it, it was a major story point, and I think it's going to shape what Lyrax do, does next for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like as a as a point of note. Um, behind the scenes, we know that they don't know what's happening. They're not the cast members are not allowed to read the lore that Brandon and the other writers have for the story. So even though their decisions, you know, change a lot, there is some story already pre-written uh, on how things kind of go, and they're not allowed to know. So their reactions are absolutely 100% real. Uh, so <laughs> when when Lyrax was told that his sister was dead, clearly he didn't know, or they didn't. Yeah, it was, so. and it was. I like that genuine surprise. Yeah, because he was like, "Wait a minute, what?" Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So I, I I do like the genuine surprise in their voices, and it was a point that Christian made to us when we talked to him was that they don't know what's going on. Yeah, he and neither do we. Genuine rea- Yeah, he wants genuine reactions out of them. So. I, love I don't know what's going on half the time. It's fine. Yeah. You don't know what's going on when we tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't know either. Uh, we we are recording yeah. after, the, once the episode is, is given to us, that's when we can record the episode. Uh, so for episode two, we haven't listened to episode two yet. We're going to yep. after we record this. Um, and We're excited. Hopefully... Uh, I've already talked to a little bit of the cast members. We might be able to get a cast member on for episode two. And so we could be nice. Yeah, we could do a little bit of an interview. Um, We don't know which one yet, so we're not going to say. But, you know, we're going to try and get one of them on. uh, And then if you, the listeners, uh, have a question for either the cast members or for us or, you know, something that maybe, you know, we can help with. Um, you can email us at this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com. I haven't made a new uh, email for occupied with yet. Um, so email us there, email your question um, and whether or not you want to be anonymous and or a username that I can call upon uh, to say thank you for emailing us. And uh, we'll ask the, the cast member, whoever it is on there. Yeah. And we do actively always check this, our socials. So yeah. Even not just email. If you can find us on our Twitter, Insta, Facebook, we are again active on all of them. Definitely just send us a message. Again, like Elodine said, if you do want to stay anonymous, you're more than welcome to. Send us a message, a question, and we'll definitely get to it. Yeah. And then also, 
uh, have to plug the the podcast if you're listening to this first. Why uh, go listen to <laughs> Stardust and Dragons first? <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Stardust and Dragons and us, but Stardust and Dragons have a Patreon. Uh, it's five bucks, and you get a bunch of exclusive content. You get behind the scenes content. Um, and a longer version of the episode because the free version of this episode or of the podcast is very story centric. They take a lot of the roles out. Um, but if you like that kind of thing, like I do, uh, which I today I just became a patron. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had to. Um, but you get to listen to the bonus content. You get to listen to a lot more of the uh, kind of the D&D mechanics of things um, and get all that extra goody stuff. Um, and there's already like something like 10 posts on there. So get at it. And if you'd like to throw something our way, we also have a Patreon uh, at This Dungeon is Occupied podcast. Um, and you can also look at our link tree in the show notes at the bottom for all of our socials, our affiliate link with Arcana Vault. Um, the links for Stardust and Dragons will also be there. Um, and that's it. That's the show. If you guys uh, want more of this content or you want us to add something as a segment in this uh, episode again email us uh, or get us at the social medias but that's it I'm ending the episode remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied with Stardust and Dragons <laughs> <laughs>